Hello, and welcome to the Tavern Chat Podcast. I'm your host, Derek Tankar, your bartender in the OSR, your main proprietor of Tankar's Tavern blog, Discord server, Meevee group, Facebook group, uh, Twittering, uh, Instagram site. If you can hear noise in the background, it's my neighbors. They were quiet for the last couple of days. They weren't partying. The advantage of being college-age students. In the realm of coronavirus, when you have a pool table in your backyard. Oy. It's always a party for them. So, what do we have? What is going on? Well, uh, Nworld has posted Owen Casey Stevens' Tabletop RPG Truths number 2. Ah, oh, Jesus. Well, you know what? I'm going to just pick and choose and, and, and cherry pick here. And there are certain things that I'd have to say uh, are spot on. Um, well, here. The majority of tabletop RPG professionals, staffers, freelancers, owners, etc., etc., are substantially underpaid for their skills. Saying they shouldn't be in the industry if they want to be paid more is saying, I don't want any professional RPG content to be made. Now, I'm going to put this into perspective for you, okay? I think pretty much every profession feels that they're underpaid. I really do believe that RPG creators are, certainly in general, not paid a living salary. That That's a fact, Okay? Now, when I was a sergeant in NYPD before I retired, the if you were an NYPD cop, you felt you were underpaid compared to the departments around us. Nassau County, Suffolk County, Yonkers, Westchester PD, Port Authority, all made substantially more than we did. All right? So, we felt we were underpaid. That being said, I was making a decent salary, with my BA in history as a police sergeant. Rachel, Rach, my wife, masters in social work. She's got a lot more education than I do. Certifications up the wazoo, all right? And I think when I retired, I was making, with overtime, twice her salary. Was that fair? No. She put in more education, more time, and she's making half the money I made, right? I got news for you. And I hate to say it like this, but eh, it is what it is. Life isn't fair. You don't go into social work expecting to make Boku dollars. You don't go into law enforcement expecting to make uh, an amazing salary, but you hope to get paid on the end when you retire. You have a better retirement than most careers do. Uh, RPGs. I guess there's job satisfaction, the enjoyment of working in a field that you take joy out of you take, uh, you know, you enjoy playing the game. So now you're in that field. There's a certain familiarity to it. But if you're going into RPGs to get rich, the Richard Garfields, uh, the Jonathan Tweets, who can cash out when they sell, you know, their company to to Hasbro. They're they're few and far between, folks. They're few and far between. If you can make a living salary 
as an RPG creator, God bless you. And I said this before, I know some that do. And they have minimal expenses or they're married to a spouse who has health insurance. It's choice. You want to do RPGs as a full-time job, that's your choice. Nobody is forcing you to do so. Nobody is saying, you must create RPGs. No. That's a career choice. Is it underpaid? Are the artists underpaid? Writers underpaid? Layout artists underpaid? Editors underpaid? Most assuredly. But you know what? In general, we all feel we're underpaid. So I don't really know where else to take that. And also, we kind of take that vow of poverty to do something that makes a difference or that we enjoy doing. Well, and you <laughs> kind of take the hit for it. No, you are. You're right, Rach. I mean, <laughs> listen, I, I coming from a social worker. <laughs> you know, I did not take a vow a vow of poverty to cop, but my trust me. Uh, until like you not poverty, but like I, you know, you're not. Gonna, you, you're not. You, you know what? You're not going to get rich. You want to get rich, you get yeah. the strike lotto. I mean, as a cop, you're not for your first couple of years. Because as, as the way the pay structure is usually set up, your first five or six years, or longer depending on the department, um, it's a slow, you know, you get paid a starting salary, slow increase, slow increase, slow increase, and then boom, a huge increase at that fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth year, whatever it is. Even as a sergeant, my initial promotion was a $2,000 bump, and then I think it was $1,000, $1,000, and then like, Eleven five, on my third anniversary. They stretched it out even longer now, so it's not up front. You get extra responsibilities without much of that extra pay. Okay, but again, we felt we weren't paid compared to Nassau, Suffolk, Port Authority, Yonkers, Westchester PD, a lot of the New Jersey police departments in the area. Then again, nobody came close to our size. Uh, and. If you want to be a police officer, a department like the NYPD has so many specialized units, you have places you can go to within the department. Options that you don't have in smaller departments. And you kind of, I guess, that flexibility is part of the uh, compensation, so to speak. The compensation that you get for participating in the RPG industry as a creator um, you know, that's built into it. I hate to say it, but your lack of pay is because you're in an industry that you want to be in. Mm-hmm. You know, I have friends that white-collar jobs, God bless them, uh, vice presidents on at major, you know, banking institutions, uh, technolo- technology coordinators, for major companies like the whole East Coast operations, and they'll be working until they can't work anymore because they don't get a pension, not like I did. So, you know, there's different ways looking at the compensation. Uh, my last bit on what I'm going to talk about with uh, our friend Owen Casey Stevens is he talks about. And I've known this for years, but it, it, it's interesting to see somebody else say it. 
we've, we've, if you've gone to North Texas RPG at the convention and you've ever just really talked with people on, in the industry and you've learned that deals happen at these conventions. They certainly, certainly do. And what he says is tabletop RPG careers are advanced the most during after-hours bar gatherings at big cons. Again, not just big cons, smaller cons. Depending on where you are in the RPG industry, where you hang your hat. Nothing else is as effective. By not going to drinks early in my career, I set it back five to eight years. Club soda would have been fine, though. The industry does drive folks to drink. Um, I've seen, uh, before I was properly involved with the frogs, and now that I am pretty much involved with the frogs, I've seen, I've seen deals happen at North Texas beyond what you would think for a con at about 400 attendees. And that's because there's so many special guests, so many people that are within the industry that are old, you know, the old school gaming aspect of it, that, yes, deals happen. They happen over lunch, they happen over dinner, they happen with the drinks, they happen sitting down in a hallway just socializing. They happen. And, you ha- yes, you have to engage people to get these to get these things going on, get these deals. I mean, they're not coming to your house. They're yeah. not knocking on your door. You have you have to be approachable. Right, you have to mix. Right, and I've seen people who are 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 known in our industry, have self published popular games, and they really didn't get that extra oosh until they got face to face meetings with people at conventions. Just the way it is, um, and I'm not saying you have to keep on going to them, but you have to make face-to-face connections. Online connections are great. Internet connections are fine. Phone, but you can meet somebody one time, and you can solidify a relationship that has started online, and it becomes real. It becomes solid. Not just friendships, but working relationships. He also mentions that there's a lot of nepotism in the gaming industry. And what he think why he call it nepotism. But listen, friends hire friends. If you know somebody and you figure they're not gonna fuck you over, you're more likely to work with them as opposed to a stranger. Getting to know people, getting known, earning a good rep will only do you well. Only do you well. Alright, folks, on that note. As always, uh, maintain your social distance six feet. Uh, wash your hands 20 seconds, soap and water or scale gel. Uh, wear a face covering. Uh, common sense. Don't fucking, you know, don't. If you need to go shop for something, you need to go shop for something. If you don't need it, don't. If, if you're not in a rush, fuck it, man. Use Amazon. I do. Hey, I wish everybody out there would go to you know, uh, uh, go to Ten Cards Tavern, go shopping on Amazon through through my link over there. That's a great idea. It's a great idea, right? Wait, yeah. Support the tavern, shop at Amazon. If you're gonna do it already, anyway, why why not throw a few coppers in my direction? 
I don't listen. I know there's no advertisements on the uh, podcast right now because uh, I guess I get too many listens that the ones that I was were getting through uh, Anchor are all cashed out. There's no new ones coming out, and I haven't found a way to sell advertisement on this podcast that I feel comfortable with. If I can figure out a way to do it, where I only sell it to companies and publishers that I feel personally comfortable with, that'd be great. Uh, I gotta figure that shit out. If you have an idea about that, hey, listen, always open to uh, a, a voicemail. Feel free. Drop a line. You can even email tavern at gmail.com. I will read emails, or at least not run the too long ones. If it's long, I will edit it because I'm sorry. I, I don't like you know, shows that do the, this is our email show, or our voicemail show, and it's just fucking droning on. I can't do that. All right, folks. As always, be safe, be well. God bless. Roll those dice. And I will talk with you all, God willing, tomorrow. All right. Laters. Thank you.